0: Hello and welcome to this week's installment of Hammer the Over, your podcast brought to you by Model 284. With you, I am Fred West. To my left, as always,
1: Evan Drone. Evan, how we doing? Happy Wednesday, Fred. I'm um, doing well. Sounds like you're getting on a plane in what, like 10 hours? Yeah, I'm taking off here.
0: It's uh, bright and early, 5.30 a.m. flight up to uh, Denver, Colorado.
1: Got a little bachelor party for my dear brother. How many hours of sobriety do you see uh in the next what seventy two? Three. About three hours. Yeah. And that'll probably be like your three hours of sleep tonight, right? Right. Yeah. That. Uh, I don't know.
0: We'll see. We got some uh, golf plans, some hiking plans. Okay. Um. So uh, yeah, I don't know. This is actually my first bachelor party. And uh, you, you best man, and I'm not. Ooh, the, the brother got out. Other or not. Other brother got it. Other brother got it. Yeah. Okay. But we're not even know.
1: gonna mention their names. That's I th- as we shouldn't. That's how bitter I am. I will I'll still good. give the speech though. Yeah, you'll stand up there and yeah. rip it. We'll, we'll actually broadcast it live Exactly,
0: for, uh, our model listeners. Exactly. And, uh, all right, so before we start the NFL talks, I mean, elephant in the room. We don't want to get too political here on this podcast. We like to keep it light, but uh, hard to ignore the uh, national anthem protests. It's not an anthem
1: protest, so that's the thing. It's not. But the protest during the national anthem. Right. It's essentially their platform for... Right. There human rights protest, but let's like you said, we won't get too into it. Um, sure, God president Don going got, I mean, he had 21 tweets uh, got Donnie got <laughs> Donny pre-heated you see the one where he was he was
0: already ripping Dallas for kneeling on Monday yeah, night yeah. and then they stood up for the anthem and he was
1: like love it yeah, happy right. to see him standing for the anthem that's how it should be done so, so this like this came out of nowhere for me what prompted this for him I mean I know obviously players have been doing this for a while now it's kind of starting to snowball a bit yeah. especially this weekend but like where did this come from for,
0: I'm not sure um, like the initial like question or whatever brought it up but he was at essentially one of his like rally things he was speaking and he he called the NFL players that were kneeling sons of bitches or something like that and got everyone pretty much all riled up about how and he called for basically owners to to cut players that know for the national anthem which he was asking private companies to um, fire their employees over not standing for you know a, a public National Anthem, which yeah. can't really do. Businessman. Uh, a lot of people frowned upon that. Uh, people do forget the, he had that stint with the USFL. Who? Did President Trump? Yeah. You didn't know that? Enlighten me. That? Yeah. Was he commissioner or is he just an owner of a team? I think he was commissioner of the USFL. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy knows a thing or two about running a football league. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing to me is, is – blown just completely out of proportion and the argument now isn't even what it started as and I, I think the whole thing is rather silly if it's something you believe in and obviously it's a platform that's that's like getting a lot of attention, which is the purpose of the whole thing right So I, I mean it's not it doesn't bother me at all. No, I mean, I personally, obviously, would like stand, but I don't, I don't have anything that I'm complaining. about. I don't have anything yeah. that there's nothing
1: <laughs> that I, what a straight white male, you know, it's yeah. not like I was dealt a tough hand here. Right? Yeah, I'm with you there. Like you said, let's not get too into it. But I mean, these guys have freedom of speech; they can every right to do use it, it. how they want. Um, and I think it's just misconstrued by people. Like they're not disrespecting the military no. or the United States. But. And and from what I've read, almost again selective
0: reading, but most of the military members that I've seen speak out have spoke out in, in support of right. their demonstration saying it, it doesn't bother them again. They wouldn't do it, but like, that's what they fought for. Yeah. Was this right? Yep. So I think that's enough of that. I agree. Let's and we'll move on. Uh, move on into something a little bit more lighthearted, which is uh Justin Timberlake possibly headed back to the starter. Yeah. How
1: about this? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> what what, what year through? was that?
0: Do you remember? Uh, Oh man, I want to say 2004. Let's get a fact check there. Something like that. The one thing I remember about this uh, specifically was that um, it was at halftime, obviously, the Super Bowl, and I was young. I think, we, I mean, we were probably all, what, around like 10, yeah, some, we somewhere in that range? In our youth? 10, this is, 12. This is a big moment. Yeah. And uh, so I was watching the national, or the the concert at halftime, um, and my parents were in the other room when it happened. And I, I mean, I saw it all, and then my you know parents came in when there was like the shock and whatever, and the next day I remember sitting at breakfast, my mom asked me if I saw it, and I just said, No. <laughs> like, no,
1: no, Mom, I didn't see that. And then you sat there just it's like thinking back. Yeah, I said, well, What did I just watch? Yeah. Confirmed that Nipplegate was two thousand four. Nipplegate was so. two thousand and four. This would be the fourteen year anniversary. JT I mean, coming back. No time like the present. I say why not? Um I was talking to you about this a little
0: bit before the show, but I heard rumors of this um maybe happening like a month or so ago, and there was already some some Twitter outrage about how Janet Jackson is is still blackballed from NFL <laughs> events, but uh, Justin Timberlake's about to be reinstated. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just. Be prepared. There is gonna coming. be controversy. There's gonna be controversy. It's coming. I mean put the seatbelt I, on. It's hard to argue because I mean he had just as much play in it as, oh, as she did. But some would argue maybe more.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, that is classic. I'll, I'll never forget that. Um yeah. but yeah, i it's common if if he's coming back. You just gotta wonder whose shirt he's ripping off this year. That's right. Who yeah, who would who would you like to see up there with him?
0: Oh man. And we, we can talk about that later. We'll talk about that after the show, uh, but we'll get into the recap of last week. Uh, actually, pretty crazy week of yeah, NFL football. Finally. Wild week. Week um, married me um, <laughs> in both my man versus model picks and my just regular um, Sunday endeavors. But started off. I mean, we shouldn't have known it was going to be a wild week when it started off Thursday night football, St. Louis and San Francisco, and it was forty-one thirty-nine Rams, right? With Jared Goff throwing another three touchdowns. Yeah, kid's on fire.
1: Insane. Um, I, <laughs> this is a shock. I think we were talking. Obviously, you know, Thursday night mm-hmm. low-scoring game. Um, I think in our defense model, um, we were talking. You know, look for another. You know, like 14, seven yeah. match up here. Um, but that was fun. That was yeah. awesome. Like, this is Great. probably what the NFL envisioned when they installed Thursday night football. Like, hey, let's get a little little shot going for everybody early in the week. Yeah, just a little shot to the veins for all of us football addicts. Yeah.
0: Just g- give me something. Yeah. Was- and uh, yeah, I mean, deliver. Uh, then Vikings played maybe their best game in recent memory. Uh, took care of the Buccaneers 34 17. We'll get into that later with Tom. But wow. Case yeah. Montana.
1: Case Montana. You got Thielen and Diggs on the outside, the top what two, two and three receiving yards in the league. league right now. Fun to watch. Oof, that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch.
0: Uh, over in London, we had the Jaguars just absolutely trouncing the Ravens, forty-four-seven. Bortles four touchdowns. Flacco sucks. Are they just auditioning to be the first NFL team in London? It honestly yes. seems that way. They're always there. I think
1: that that's like the NFL just forcing Jacksonville on. And I think they want well, all of it. On yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think so. I looked today. They won their last three games. Their last three years. I think they're three and two in their five games. So I mean, above five hundred. And that's, that's for Jacksonville in the last right? five
0: years. That's I they mean, should that's be packing their way, bags and, exactly. and in that. I mean, if you think about it, if you're an NFL team, what a, what a home field advantage that would be to have to play eight games in London. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got
1: to fly across guys are
0: the Atlantic to come, Atlantic. come yeah. play you. It's crazy. Uh, Bills, 26. Broncos, 16 in a uh, in a game that I was way off on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, don't look now. But the Bills are 2-1. Seriously. Tied for first in that AFC North. Yeah, and down East. goes my uh, AFC East. No,
1: yeah, AFC East uh yeah down goes my what's not I don't know what i say super bowl, super bowl pick out of the afc from yeah. last year that was my bowl prediction and they get beat by the bills immediately but um, it's still two and one also yeah it's a long season so bears shock the steelers 23 17
0: uh antonio brown still leads the league in receiving yards and the bear i'm back on the bears
1: bears are back they bears go from right. awful or no they go from decent they went from decent, the to decent falcons awful to whoa they just beat the steelers yeah so like What do we think about these bears?
0: I still, I think my original. I'm going back to just my original, which is that (laughs) they are a good. They have a good defense. Um, Glennon in the running game will just keep them in games enough to where they'll cover a lot of like seven to ten point spreads. And you like that? I love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Falcons um, beat the Lions kind of thirty to twenty six. What a weird, weird. I went from. Uh, That was about as bad of a beat as I've experienced. So Tate seemingly wins the game the last 10 seconds, scores touchdown uh, with eight seconds left on the clock. They review it. Wait, no, he didn't get in. They have no timeouts. So the rule is under
1: 10 seconds, no timeouts, game's over. Yeah. I I mean, I get why they do that, but they've got to find some way to prevent that. Right. So Uh, their thought
0: process is basically that you can't just start up with the ball with eight seconds left because there's no way you could get to the line in zero seconds yeah, if right. like, there was no review. Um, but it does kind of screw a team. I mean, eight, eight seconds feels like enough time that you could get a playoff.
1: hundred percent, yeah. It would have been fourth and goal, mm-hmm. right? Because the last place, third right. and goal and Stafford gets one more chance. I would like to see it. I would um, But as Vikes fans, that's would, a like loss. Yeah, I was listening to some podcasts and Vegas made out like
0: bandits <laughs> this week. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, they yeah, usually sure do, they but all the underdog victories, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. That that was a big one, too. Uh, Colts 31, Browns 28. <laughs> another situation where I'm an idiot and bet the Browns. I can't convinced myself, like, all week, Browns are, like... That was one yeah, of they're the your games, pick em, right? Yeah, game. one of, pick them, Browns, loved it. Uh, Jacoby Brissett throws for like 260 yards and a touchdown, and uh, the Colts get their first one of the year. Browns find themselves in a very familiar 0-3 spot. Yeah, here we go. Hey, they're putting up points, though. But, yeah, they're putting up points. Uh, I mean, the yeah, they're still the Browns. Patriots 36, Texans 33 um, in like a, a brilliant Patriots situation where Brady drives with like a minute left and – Throws touchdown pass to uh, Cooks. Yep, um, just add to that legacy. He had 378 yards and
1: five touchdowns. This guy is 40 years old. It, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's not surprising. I, it, this game, though, I mean, beyond what Brady did, mm-hmm. Pat's defense is terrible. Pat's defense is awful, and I
0: actually think like so. Houston has a good defense. And Brady still torched him. Yeah, I mean, that's like... Which is something... New England, a fact. Yeah, if New England gets themselves in a game with someone like, and I don't want to pump the Vikings' tires too much, but a team that has a good defense and can also, like, they can put up some points, I think they're in trouble. Agreed. Uh, But Brady, back-to-back weeks as AFC Offensive Player of the Week, again, 40 years old. Also, a little feel-good story, Deshaun Watson gave his first, like, three-game paycheck to three um, cafeteria workers for their team that had been, like, affected by the flood in Houston. So yeah, that's, that's very pretty cool. Was, that's it's really very cool. good guy.
1: Also, like, very risky for a rookie quarterback. Right. like That was actually his first three <laughs> paychecks. That was it. Yeah. Right there.
0: He's, so he's – I have more money he's than Sean Watson, right, Yeah, right? he's still,
1: like, a college football player. Exactly.
0: Uh, Jets 20, Dolphins 6. Uh, Jets can't even tank right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say. Josh McCown is – He's actually playing pretty well the last two weeks. 260 yards, touchdown. Uh, the Dolphins kind of, I feel like, got that that game where um, they had the the bye week, week one. They have a new quarterback. I think it kind of caught up to them this week. I actually think they'll bounce back a little bit this next week.
1: Yeah, they've had a they've had a rough stretch where they had the bye week one just based on the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're on the road. They're on the road last week. On the road again this week. Mm-hmm. Then they go to London. Yeah, it's kind of tough on the road again. Um, yeah, tough stretch, but hopefully Jay could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Eagles 27, Giants 24,
0: 61 yard field goal as time expires to win it. Um, <laughs> Giants are 0 three. a lot of I, beginning of the year a lot of people had Giants as kind of their sleeper pick out of the NFC yeah. like one of those maybe this is uh, Eli year where he somehow beats the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But you know what? this actually has kind of the makings of an Eli year. Like they go zero and three to start, all of a sudden he blacks out for three months, and they, they come out. Yeah, he comes come. out with a Super
1: Bowl right? Here They come, um, yeah. Well, Odell, how about Odell's celebration? just yeah, like what? I don't. I still don't really like understand a, it. Like, dog, and then lifting. His, I don't know how these guys think of these celebrations. I mean, <laughs> love the creativity. That was a little out there, but was that like he was pissing
0: on the Eagles field? Is that <laughs> what it was? Is it like that. Oh, son of a bitch. I get it. Okay. 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 It I got a shot at. It shot was a shot Trump. at Trump. I get okay. it. Okay. So Saints 34, Panthers 13, Breeze, and that uh, offense kind of come together. He throws three touchdowns. On the other side, Cam still looking pretty shaky. throws three picks. Um, I think Cam still hung over from that Super Bowl loss. Yeah. I mean, he just has been awful the last two years. What a terrible business decision that was not right? to jump on that ball. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's totally in his mind. Yeah. There's something going on. Something there. Uh Packers win in overtime 27-24 over the Bengals. Uh Crosby with the game winner, rogers 300 some yards and three touchdowns. Uh, but it I mean Packers sort of struggled in the uh, first half against a Bengals team that a lot of people are down on. So yeah. I think there's some vulnerability there.
1: It seems like it. Checking i in the armor. I watched this game too and I knew it was, I knew the Packers oh, yeah, in that, that game. Was, yeah. But seen this, um, I've seen that play a couple times. Just yeah,
0: time or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs moved to three and zero. Beat the Chargers 24-10. Kareem Hunt another hundred and seventy two yards and a touchdown. Yeah, guys just wow. lighting up the league. Yeah, he's like this year's Zeke kind of. Mm-hmm. And Zeke is no one. Yeah, who, 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 who is that Zeke guy again? He's uh, yeah. Things are not great now. <laughs> uh, Redskins twenty seven. Raiders ten. Uh, Cousins. 365 yards and three touchdowns as Derek Carr struggles uh it's kind of a come come to come back to reality moment for the Raiders I still think they're a good football team but uh got beat up on by the Redskins uh and then there's that Monday night game Cowboys 28 Cardinals 17 and did you did you see like all the Bruce Arians like decision making situations in the fourth
1: no, I, okay, quarter. I'm gonna be honest, I did not watch this game and um I heard there was some I saw some conspiracy theory that Arians threw the game. So he first of all made like just one of the
0: worst challenges in the history of football where he challenged and it, it was like clearly just not a catch. It was out of bounds, ball came out, it just wasn't a catch. Okay. Throws the challenge flag anyway, <laughs> they lose a the timeout. Then there was like three or four minutes left, and they're driving, and they need two scores: they need a field goal and a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And they've got the ball with no touched or, uh, no no timeouts left, and they had every opportunity to try to kick a field goal yeah. and then get the onside kick and try to come back. And there was also like they were just under the the uh, total, so they were just under <laughs> the over. And he just, I mean, just never never kicked the field goal. They obviously didn't score a touchdown um so bruce arians maybe huff eating a little bit too much paint in his younger years
1: yeah something maybe i don't know maybe he went to applebee's before the game got that burger special a couple pitchers and probably who did knows. that's probably it
0: all right so uh that's the recap of the nfl um right now we've got two three and oh teams and four oh and three teams there Are two three and oh teams there are the chiefs and the falcons 0 and three 49ers giants Bengals, and chargers Of the two 3-0 teams, who do you think is most likely to miss the playoffs? Chiefs or
1: or Falcons? Well, I think I'm going to say neither. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe of the two more likely? Of the two more likely, I would say... I don't think either of them are, obviously. Of the two more
0: likely, I would say the Chiefs, just because they're still playing in that division with Oakland and uh, the Broncos. Yeah. So I guess you could see a situation in which... Like they go maybe nine and seven or something, and miss yeah, out going to second skid. wild card spot. Okay, yeah, I, I can side with that. And then the four uh, zero and three teams: Niners, Giants, Bengals, Chargers. Which one do you think has the best chance of making the playoffs? I, I think it's the Bengals.
1: Um, I mean, they showed signs of life last week in Green Bay. I yeah, think Bay, AFC, AFC North is pretty pretty weak. I mean, the Steelers are the favorite. Ravens were demolished last week by the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a really easy first couple games, so they look good at 2-1, and one, but that's deceiving. Um, so, I don't know. I think the Bengals could do it. I still think their defense is pretty good, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, take, the, I'll take the Giants. Okay.
0: A, that, uh, the you're, NFC, you're buying into yeah, that, Eli. NFC, man. well, I'll always buy into You never count out Eli Manning. Yeah, you're right. Um, the NFC East always has, like, that tendency to, like, every other year have, like, the like eight and eighteen make the playoffs. Yeah. I think like two years ago it was like what it was like eight seven and one made the playoffs. So like I don't know. I can see them beating each other up. Kind of everyone splitting games home and away. Yeah. And then uh, and the Giants maybe finding stride and getting to like nine and seven or something. But I, I obviously I'm not picking any of these teams. Um, but we'll get to uh, some Vikings talk with Tom here in a little bit. But we'll keep it uh, in state talk baseball. Twins magic number is one after sweeping the Tigers and then winning last night in Cleveland after that, uh, Bryant, or a uh, Dozier home run in the, uh, top
1: of the eighth yeah. three run home run opposite field. That Gosh, was, that was something. These guys are just fired up. I mean, you can, you can see it. They, it's, it's so cool to see like they're, winning games coming from behind. I think Bartolo pitched an inning, got sick last night, and I think mm-hmm. they used 10 pitchers last 10 pitchers. night. And to win a game like that in Cleveland, um, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty good for the Twins. Like you said, magic numbers one. one. Uh, right now we're down 4 nothing at Cleveland, getting um, eaten up by Danny Salazar. But uh, all we need is a win. More we're win. We need a the Angels in right. the next, what, four or five days, and we're in.
0: So, so yeah, basically uh, don't – Don't count your chickens before they hatch if you're a Twins fan, though. This is something that I can see coming back to bite us. But, yeah, it feels good right now. Uh, If you told me in, jeez, in March that the Twins would be looking at uh, a play-in game, I'd
1: slap you in the face, call you a liar. Yeah, exactly. they were what pretty cool going into the break. Mm-hmm. They decided to sell. Um, I think the guys took it to heart. I think we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit, and I I, I, th- I think it's like, incredible to believe that we're
0: actually in a live awesome. conversation. It's right a now. lot of fun. We had talked about how just playoff baseball and just fall baseball in general is is a blast, and no better example of that than last night with uh, with Dozier's home run. In yeah, the night. that a was
1: a little preview for our October baseball.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Uh, also, uh, Aaron Judge breaks the rookie home run record, breaks uh, Mark McGuire's record with his 50th home run a couple days ago. Yep. Um, after like that big slump uh, after the All Star break, he's kind of turned it back around. He had yeah. himself a decent second half of the second half.
1: Yeah, been a roller coaster. But when he was slumping, that was when Stanton just got mm-hmm. on fire. So everyone kind of forgot about him, and now but, Stanton's kind of falling into the shadows, and Judge is back and. Just in time for the playoffs too, Just which is for a playoffs, horrifying thing. To think about. because odds are we'll be going to Yankee Stadium for a playing game. Yep. Uh, only good thing though, I think I saw a stat the other day. I think so the tw- Twins are in their last however many playoff games, like fourteen something against the Yankees. They're two and twelve, but. <laughs> Those two wins came at Yankee Stadium. Oh, so, Silver Lions. So silver I, we'd rather play at Yankee Stadium.
0: Yeah, we'll come to your house. Exactly. Yeah. We'll come, I'm nice. I like that. Uh, and just when you think the NBA is is dead, they come on back. Yeah, and the Knicks trade Melo to Oklahoma, and now we've got people like thinking Melo is good again. Yeah, well, sack, I, summer I still don't get I this, and I'll pose this to you. So like, Melo has been. Like I guess I don't know if he's been just as bad as I think he's been, or if it's just because he's been on such a bad team with the Knicks and he's like couldn't pull the Knicks out of the, the dumpster. But
1: like, is getting mellow anything to be excited about if you're Oklahoma City? I don't really know. I think it's a combination of both, and it's just a huge mystery right now. But I think I think the Knicks or Madison Square Garden, um, New York, is just trouble right now. So what's the deal but, with the Knicks? Oh, I, what's it do with New York? Yeah. New How York come Sports all these teams are, are so dead. bad? It's the biggest market in America. They can't, I don't know. The Rangers, they, they're pretty good, right? Yeah. The Rangers have been good for like the last four or five years. But you think like Brooklyn Nets are awful.
0: Nets are awful. Knicks are awful. Jets are Jets awful.
1: awful. Bill as well. Bill's two and one.
0: Well, uh, the uh, Mets were bad this year. Yes. The Yankees are good. The Yankees are that's... good. Different story. Different story. Um, but, yeah, I know what you mean. And I mean, to add on to the Knicks troubles, you got uh, Beasley, Michael Beasley, coming out of nowhere, <laughs> tra- talking about having <laughs> humans using 10% of their brain and, and wondering who the guy was that used 11% that figured that out.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed, but I think he had like a wristwatch on his ankle. Um, I like that. So you got to think about that. This guy's—he's onto something. He's a outside the box thinker, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know if he's from our planet. Honestly, he might not be. He clearly doesn't <laughs> he care about basketball. Yeah. He knows something he we don't know. Something
0: we don't know. Uh, but that's yeah. in the spotlight. Maybe he was using twelve percent of his brain. Maybe yeah.
1: See, he's—that's why he knows. It's, it's he like knows so much. it's like how humans
0: can't see in the four dimensions. So <laughs> if you saw four dimensional. Figure it would actually just look like it was in three dimensions, right? So, he so yeah, that. we wouldn't even. So, he's using 12% of his brain, but we can't even comprehend that, right? So, it's he sounds like a stupid person, that's why it makes no sense. But right. he's actually the smartest guy, but yeah, America. he's the smartest guy here because he's using 12%. Of his uh, I brain. Didn't, didn't think of that, something to, something to chew on. Um, and then you got the Bulls buying out D Wade and him uh, going over to the the Cavs, meet up with his buddy LeBron. Yeah, um, and again, pals. that's another thing. And I think this is is a little bit different because obviously Cleveland's in the East and and they're already probably the I guess you got Boston, but um, and D Wade. I think I don't know is D Wade better than Melo at this point? Who would you rather have on your team, Melo or, or ooh. D Wade? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. Because they're both getting to that point where you're like, shouldn't we be worried about other
1: people? Like, shouldn't Isn't it time for us to stop caring about you? <laughs> yeah, like move on. Uh, who do I rather take? I don't know. I think I like – in in Cleveland, I think Wade is a much better fit. And I think he accepts that he's old and not as good. Right. Like Melo um, still wants to shoot like 40 times a game. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work in OKC. Like he and Russell both have to have the ball in their right. hands. And – like we've said before, Remember when ball? Russell dented his face. Yeah, from I think a hardened elbow, yeah. right? Or someone no, else? Yeah, someone elbowed him. It wasn't hard. It just like popped his face. In. It was terrifying. And I'm pretty sure that's not how like cheekbones work. No, he dented. He's his also face. A, just a, a freak in nature. He's scary. He is scary. He's like a, a train coming down the line. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, so D Wade in
0: in uh, in Cleveland. Does that make them like? Let's say they make it to the finals and they play the Warriors again. Does that is that a difference maker? Can they do they win another game? Or do they make it close, or is it still just the Warriors trouncing them?
1: I don't know. I, I I don't think it makes that big of a difference. I mean, he's a good veteran to come off the bench. Problem is he can't really shoot the ball. Still, right. he's never been a big three point shooter. Um, so he. I don't know. I, I don't see it. One of those of guys that either. doesn't age that well because
0: he never had that like he could never just like sit in the corner and shoot threes
1: right and he's kind of got busted knees and right. I don't know it's it's I think it's good signing though but I don't think it you know puts them another notch closer to the Warriors right uh, we'll stay with basketball and in state we've
0: got our own links yeah knotted up one to one in the finals with the Sparks yeah um
1: Yeah, it wasn't your your thoughts. Well, um, I think we talked about this earlier. I had no idea that we were in the midst of the WNBA finals. All right, so I would
0: actually sort of, I'd like to, like, get into it maybe. I agree. It would be kind of fun to get into it because they're the only thing that's good about Minnesota sports consistently. right? And, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, people like them.
1: Yeah, I, I watched the highlights too. It was a rocking crowd. They're at Williams Arena right which now, which is wild to too. Yeah, and I think it. I think they played at Target or no, not Target Center. I think they played at the XL for part of their regular yeah. seasons. So and they, they were, were playing.
0: Play. I remember they were playing in Williams Arena, and it was like there was like no AC there or something. Oh. something ridiculous. Where it was like eighty degrees outside, and they had no AC. That's tough.
1: Yeah, that's real tough. That's think tough. Of, think of the adversity these ladies are facing. You know, switching. They've had multiple homes this this year. Now they're one and one in the finals. Um, I think the the Sparks beat them last year, so this is a rematch. Yeah, this is like a grudge match. Yeah, so I think it's a best of, what do they do? Best
0: of five? I think, I think they do best of five in the final. I think they do best of three in like the first rounds. Yeah, I think, I think they, they do right best are. of five in the final. Just whip right through. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go Lynx. Go Lynx. Maybe you
1: watch the next game. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But I don't either. Bring it, bring, it on. On.
0: Yeah. bring it on home. And also, sticking with basketball, we had some huge news coming out of the college world yeah. this uh, last couple days, or just like yesterday and yeah, today. Yeah, and today. Uh, apparently there was an FBI investigation, um, where came out five assistant coaches were being investigated for, I think it was like, I don't know. I, I want to say it was like Auburn, um, Louisville, uh, USC, and I'm going to blank out uh, maybe LSU. Yeah. You're doing better than I would. Um, but anyway, believe it or not, there was some, uh, some some money being exchanged where it shouldn't have in college basketball. Does that shock you little, like it
1: shocks me? A little funny business going on, yeah. I would not have seen this come, especially Rick Petino. I mean, yeah, I mean – Got a straight shooter. A guy that, you know, seems to have a pretty good, you know, handle on his
0: program and keeps, runs a pretty tight ship like Petino. Yeah. No way. No way. I'm not buying it for a second. But, yeah, big news. I mean, basically the biggest fallout so far is that Pitino has um, stepped down – as coach of Louisville, or been fired, he and the AD or yeah, gone. Yeah, and
1: the AD's gone, too. Um, I saw they asked the AD to fire Patino, and he said he wouldn't, so they just fired, fired him. Fired both. both. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, I, what a fall from grace Patino's had. I mean, as the like the only coach in NCAA history for the men's side to win national championships with two programs. Right. Um, Kentucky and Louisville. And he's now, I mean, all you're going to remember him for is like the stripper things, the the f- 15 seconds, 15, <laughs> 15
1: seconds of fame, of glory, it's of glory. And then, uh,
0: obviously the thing that killed him, which was essentially funneling money through players to right. Adidas. I don't know. Yeah. a whole point yeah.
1: business with Adidas involved. And there's a few pieces to it. I think, well, the, the part I understood, I haven't read too much about it, but I think Adidas is basically playing, paying players to go to these, adidas sponsored schools like louisville mm-hmm. um with the understanding that you're probably going to the nba and then and you're, you're gonna wear afterwards yeah so yeah pretty sketchy um let's just hope it doesn't trickle into our beloved richard patino here at the minnesota Gophers. you gotta team. think uh, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree
0: and he probably has a similar i mean i personally my father's phone and mine have like a, a Harry Potter Voldemort situation where for whatever reason I have all of his contacts <laughs> and and such. So like you got to think that there's the possibility that Richard has all of uh, Papa Patino's yeah, contacts these- and shady numbers and – Things that just say, like, just, like, like a name and then just, like, a dollar sign behind it. Just, like, <laughs> let, let them know, like, which are the, the ones that you,
1: you call when you need a, a favor. Yeah, you're getting that sketchy text at, like, 3 in the morning that just, you know. He's like, Dad, was this for you? Yeah. He's like, oh, know. no, uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about.
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, long story short, Patino's out. Louisville's looking at uh, probably some more sanctions and some more trouble, so, yeah. Um, I'm sure Vegas has already got their season win total, like, lowered by 15 games at this point.
1: Yeah. I don't know how—how how do you think that program can recover from something like this? I mean, well, this is huge. And obviously, it's it's apples
0: to oranges, which is a, a phrase that makes no sense to me because why can't you compare fruit? Why not? But— um, I mean, you look at Penn State, and they it took them a while, but they're yeah, they're back right. to four in the country right now, yeah. um, with their football program. So I mean, schools come or people come back to the to the schools that, that can convince them to. Yeah, obviously, a, it's perennial powerhouse that will will find its way back on its feet probably, regardless of of what the NCAA dishes out. Short of the death sentence, which again. Something I have no idea what that actually means. What is the death sentence <laughs> that you just end, like set fire to the stadium and you guys can't come back here? Yeah, it's over. That's it. But, yeah, that'll wrap up the, uh, the quick sports roundup. We're going to give our friend Tom a call and uh, talk some Vikings here. All right, we're well, welcoming on Tom Milne, our Minnesota sports fanatic, to uh, talk a little Vikings. Tom, you still on cloud nine? That was a shocker on Sunday, and uh, uh, I think this team's better than we thought it was. Yeah, I agree. So you were at the game, right? I was. Okay, so when did when you found out that uh, Case Keenum was starting again, and and, uh, and you were getting to the game? What what were your thoughts? What were your expectations going in? So you gotta realize I'm with my dad and my brothers and and my dad and my oldest brother like are the most negative fans of all time. Yeah. And you know
2: it was a Day gift to my dad and my brothers and I all bought the tickets and my dad's actually being positive, and I'm actually like being the one who's like being realistic. Like, listen, it was really bad last week. Like, Jameis is a good player, Mike Evans, you know. But like, you know, I like us like at US Bank Stadium. I, I gave us a shot, and then um, those first that first drive, the long pass, the feeling, mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden, it's just like purple positivity starts going throughout the stadium, and we really never look back.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so take. I mean. Now what? So we've got Joe Montana reincarnated playing quarterback through Case King. <laughs> and, uh, well, you, you've Joe Montana. Joe, Joe Montana. And then you got, uh, you got the second and third leading receivers in the league. Um, I called that too, by the way. Remember that? You did. Yeah. You did call I that. i take. You, you were on we'll with you the, uh, the Vikings receiving core. I'm not on the Vikings
2: receiving core, and I, I feel vindicated so you, far.
0: Yeah, you should feel that way. I mean, Thielen's been an absolute beast, and and Diggs has just turned people inside out. And then you've got you, Xavier Rhodes on the outside, who's shut down three premier wide receivers on three straight weeks. Yep. Um, wh- what can't they do right now? Offensive line looked heads and tails better than they did last weekend. Yep. Um, what's to What's to stop me from 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 going too far, going all in right now? Well, what we need to do is not force Bradford back too fast. Now, if
2: we lose this Sunday against the Lions, you think about playing him at Chicago, but you probably don't because we should beat the Bears with Case Keenum. Um, we should be aiming for a Bradford return home against Green Bay, hoping for a 3-2 and two or 4-1 and one record. And if we beat Green Bay that game, we are looking like division favorites for sure heading into the tough part of our schedule i don't know man this team looks awesome uh riley reef better than i thought he would be Mm -hmm. remmers played well last week against the bucks the bucks don't have the most bonded pass rush but joe mccoy's on that line um and and Diggs. my god like Diggs is making people look like fools um He's, I think, the closest thing to, I know this is people think this is preposterous, but the way that they play and the way that he runs routes and, like, fools people, I think he's the closest thing to Antonio Brown in the league. Um, I think Beckham's a different type of beast, but, you know, the way Diggs does things, I, I kind of liken him to Brown. Um, I, I was surprised to see Rudolph not very involved with Case, you know, probably. You know, you'd think Case would come out and be conservative and look at right. the safety right. options, but... I love that he was driving the ball down the field. Like I gotta say, hats off to Pat Shermer. Like right. th- this offense is good. Like, and they had time, and they install, and they trust their players. We're not dipping and dumping the ball down the field. We're you know we're exploiting the defense the way we should be. And he trusted Keenum, and and we he got it done. You know the
1: Pittsburgh was going to be a tough game no matter what. Um, that was a great home win. Yeah so, yeah, so how much of that um, that good work on the outside by Thielen and, and, and Diggs uh, do you attribute to Dalvin in the backfield and what he's done?
2: Well, you know, my favorite thing about Dalvin is that, God, he can do everything. Like, he picks up the pass block. You guys see these pass blocks? He's making? Yeah, like, yeah,
0: pass block on McCoy in the, I uh, um, forget when. The the Diggs, game. Yeah, I think it was the, one of the Diggs' uh, touchdowns. Yeah. Or if, if not, yeah, I think it was. I think it was a Diggs' yeah or though that
2: deep one today, it's either one. I just love, no, I love Dalvin. He catches the ball. He's a grinder in the middle. Um, you know, we run a lot up, you know, off guard, and he seems to find a way to get three, four break tackles. I think he's got second or third most yards after contact in the NFL. Um, I love him. I see he's a complete back. Like he's he is 2017 running back. That's what you want, right? Right. He seems right. durable. He's
0: powerful. He's quick. He's Back, he catches the ball. He blocks well. Um, I will be the Viking for a very long time. Yeah, he looks like the real deal for sure. Yeah, all right, now, so looking forward to this weekend at the bank. You got the uh, the Lions coming to town after the a motor tough. Motor City Kitties. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, what could have been three and zero too. Very close it could to it. Three
1: zero.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know all that about one that one. I know all about that one. That was a tough one for me. Um, but. Uh, they're coming to town. They're, they're, they've obviously like looked a lot better than I guess I would have thought um, coming into this year. Um, what do we expect out of them? What needs to be done to, to come away with another W in, in Minneapolis? Well, um, I think back to when we beat
2: the crap out of the Lions in 2015, the playoff season, and, and how we did that was... Just getting after Stafford early and often, beating him up, getting pressure in his face, making him make bad decisions. Um, that's what has to happen. I, I think Jameis forced
1: falls on Sunday. He, he wasn't getting a lot of pressure. Right.
2: Wonder where where's Daniel Hunter been. I'm kind of waiting for him to you know get some sacks and, and show up in the in the in the you know games, but. Um, overall you gotta get after um, you gotta get after Stafford you gotta limit the damage that Golden Tate's gonna do um, and then offensively continue to do what you've been doing right you, you open things up with uh, play action passes you hope that I mean they do what the Bucks did and they you know man cover a feeling and digs it. that doesn't work that's shown you can't do that um, you hope that they do it because they want to respect Dalvin and then Uh, You know, it's going to be a close game, no matter what. This is not going to be a blowout. Um, You're hoping for the offense to put up more than 24 points, and you're thinking that's probably going to get you a win, right?
1: Okay, so 24 points. What's your prediction, then?
2: I like the Vikes. I'm going to go 24-17. I don't think Detroit wins at the bank. I think we moved – two three and one um and i have that away game in chicago that's a toss-up too we have a tough time winning in chicago um either way i think we split the next two games and then we go into green you know we go into the home
0: game that's green bay at three and two yeah so so, go ahead just i was gonna say quick i mean before we we let you go here there's 3, 2 and 1 teams in the north and then the Bears pulled out a miracle win against uh, Pittsburgh at home last weekend. So they're at 1 and 2. Looking like it might be a, just a jumble all in the all around the 9 and 7 kind of situation. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about the just shot at winning the division outright? I feel good. I think it's, you know, you,
2: you guys have been talking to Packers fans lately at all?
0: I haven't. I've been avoiding that specifically. They think they got this thing wrapped up and they've looked like average
2: at best. I mean, they had to pull that Cincy game out of their butts at home. That was a joke. Yeah. Like, that literally was it. that made me so mad. Watching <laughs> that collapse. They, they, they're they so cocky and they think they've got this thing. No, this is going to be a fight without a doubt. I mean, we've proven that we can win with a backup. And I'm not saying – I think Case is an upgrade over like other backups, but – you got another thing coming if you think you're going to run away from this division, Green Bay. Like you guys have an average team outside of uh, Rodgers, and, and you know he hasn't looked all that sharp. I haven't thought it. You know, he just of course, his Rogers moments, but I, I think I think that eleven and five wins through the division this year. I think mean, the Vikings are absolutely within striking distance of that record, especially with how good we've played as a team. When we get Bradford back, that is a real possibility. I think as long as we avoid injuries.
0: All right, I was actually I meant to I wanted to ask you this last week, um, but I, I, it looks like Bradford's going to be back this year. But let's just play the hypothetical game and say that for whatever reason he oh, no. he can't and or he's just uncomfortable with it or yada yada a number of reasons. Teddy, I know you're bringing up Teddy. Yeah, and Case Keenum comes back down to earth a little bit. Do you, do you bring Teddy back week seven eight if he's comfortable? to go, and Bradford
2: is out for the year. Um, yeah, you start Teddy. It's Teddy time, at that point in time. The thing is, you, 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 I wouldn't say you bring him back that's week seven, right. like the week after the pup. I, I don't know what game that
0: is. Is that the Green Bay game, or is that week six? I think Green Bay is week six. Week So, week seven, I don't know who that is. If it's a weaker opponent, I think you give him a shot.
2: Um, I think that you don't play t- if Bradford's out for the year. You don't play Teddy until Case really comes back,
0: like to Earth, and has a bad game and loses you a game, like goes ponder on the bit and loses you a game. Right. Um, and then it's Teddy time. Okay. Well, obviously, we hope it does come kind of to that. Honestly, I it's tough because I mean Teddy can't, it's such a horrific injury, and it's got to be such a like a, a mental game for him that you, you feel bad almost. Obviously, he wants to play, but you almost feel bad tossing him into a playoff race. Just Willie, really, like and what, him if we go, what, if,
2: what if he goes out there and throws four picks?
0: Right, and then then you ruin Teddy for probably ever. Yeah, probably like, a word. you know, I I don't know, man. That's a tough one. My brothers are like, they think that's like, oh, they keep oh Teddy time, it's Teddy time. Oh, Bradford's done, it's over. We're gonna get Teddy back. It's like, you don't know, I, we're talking about like step one is he can play football again right that doesn't mean he's gonna be good yeah I love Teddy I hope we don't see him back because that to me would mean that Bradford's back and, they're, and they're, we're just rolling
2: agreed
0: um yeah alright awesome. um, any last minute thoughts Are you go no, you know, I think that it's been fun. Um, I hate that I'm getting my hopes up. I hate that I'm
2: being real. Like, try. I think I'm being realistic, and I'm shooting like a 10 and 6 record with just how well we played in three games. You know, Pittsburgh was a crapshoot. I know I'm gonna get my heart torn out. Someone's gonna get hurt. Bradford might be done for the year. Something really bad's going to happen. We're going to lose the first round of the playoffs because of a freak injury or, like, a last-minute field goal. We're going to get screwed, Fred. Doug, we know it. Let's just let's just enjoy the season while we can. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll worry about that when we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Skull Bikes. Thanks for coming on, Tom. Yeah,
0: Thanks, Tom. All right, we'd like to thank Tom for that interview. Um, as always... <laughs> spark plug spark plug for all minnesota sports fans we need him though he, yeah he keeps us going keeps no, us alive yeah, definitely i, I mean i'm the same up. way as tom like i i'm all in at this point like obviously it's a it's a little tempered but like that game was so fun last night and yeah. it it, it we left last weekend <laughs> but uh um i mean school and just i mean your fans what just, are you gonna do you, you, that's the whole reason that you root for a team
1: yeah we're two and one as far as i know
0: that's, yeah pretty darn good pretty good take that pretty good um so yeah just a as always quick plug for model 284 uh head on in there check out uh, all the fantasy points above expectation the defense the the quarterbacks uh wally's got the the spreads and the model spreads um evan and i do quick against the model type of things Yeah, we're humans we're humans we're not computers we're not machines um, but go check that out at model24.com, and then subscribe to Hammer the Over, rate it, review it, get to us on Twitter, let us know your thoughts. Um, still, still searching for that first review. Yeah, we're waiting. It's coming. I, I feel like coming. You know, I feel pretty Episode good. about Episode eight, I think is I think is when we get it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. What are we on? Seven. I think this is eight. Yeah, you're right. This is it. We're getting it this, it. We're
1: getting it this week.
0: Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we'll, we're going to do it a little different this week. Uh, we usually like to go through the games and take our, take our picks, but we're going to do, do a similar idea, but we're going to add in um, our CEO, Sam Walzak, and uh, um, the model. Yeah, so not are. only will you have the two smartest humans at the um, Model 284, you'll also have the actual model.
1: Yeah, the NFL predictions, uh, the model spit out this week, are up and live right now. So if if this were a week show, or it's not a week show, a live show, you could benefit from that. But um, by the time you hear this, head to Model 284 and check them out. All right, so let's get right into it. Sam,
0: welcome you on the show thanks How for you having doing? Me guys i'm doing, doing well awesome awesome so you just literally spit this out right now this is yes. fresh off the press we're hot and ready to roll all right so let's get into it um starting off we'll we'll get things started where they should be with the thursday night game um we've got uh green bay hosting chicago uh, vegas has them at seven i believe uh and uh, let's see what's the model got for that one yeah so this one it's seven or seven and a half some places
3: in favor of the packers and the model likes the packers here so our spread has them at um, packers by 10 with a 62 percent chance to cover Uh, so it's a pretty pretty strong both models in favor of the packers it also gives them a win probability of 75 percent so You know, if you're gonna pick a team to cover, you also like to see that win probability model liking them to win, and you got that here. Um, I always like to favor the the home team on a short week, so I think it's checking a lot of boxes here. My one concern would be, looks like the Packers, both of their tackles are listed on the injury report, might not play. We saw the Bengals really get to Aaron Rodgers last week, so that could be a problem for him again. uh, That would be my only hesitation, but other than that, everything's pointing toward green bay unfortunately okay
1: so so division rivals um don't really know which bears team we're going to get here yeah if it's going to be an every other week thing Uh, (laughs) but how do you feel about that wally
3: Uh, i don't know i mean i feel at this point in the season it's still you know like you just said you never know what you're going to get we've seen two or three different versions of every single team but I think with all that unknown, you've gotta feel pretty good betting on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. As
0: painful as that is for me to say, right? I like what you're saying right now because it is the exact opposite of what my gut thought <laughs> immediately upon seeing this line, and I just went for it. I went Bears plus seven, and uh, hammer that. I yes. hammered it, and we we're just gonna see what happens. I made some hard statements about the Bears. I feel bad about retracting them a little bit, or not retracting them, but going like doubting them. Last week they proved me right. I'm staying with them. Let's go, Bears. I, I like it. So, I mean, they've covered two of their first three games. Yep.
3: I don't disagree with you there. I think my hesitation this week specifically would be that okay, So So, last week, they're right. playing Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh usually doesn't play well on the road, and they're coming off of just a beatdown from the Buccaneers. Right. So, they're, you know, pissed off. Looking for a win, whereas this week they're fat and happy, coming off a big upset win over the Steelers, and then they have a short week, got to go to Green Bay. So yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. There's going to be some spots where the Bears are undervalued this year, though.
0: Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm yes, looking next at uh, New Orleans and Miami London uh, game. London game. Uh, New Orleans fan favored uh, minus two and a half. Um, let's see. What's the model got that one looking like? Yep. So this
3: one. Again, London game, New Orleans favored by two and a half and three some spots. So this one, uh, the models, the two models are actually differing. So our spread has New Orleans by four, so covering the three or the two and a half. And our, but our cover probability model actually has Miami with a 52% chance to cover. So kind of taking the other side of things. And I guess to me that would say I'm staying away from this one if you needed any more reason to stay away from a London game
0: to begin with. Yeah, I I would just say stay away from those London games. Although I guess something like a bunch of the last London games have gone over. Yeah, so I
3: I looked at this this morning, actually. So since 2011, I think there's been 15
0: London games, and the over is 10, 4, and 1. That's crazy because that's, that's exactly crazy. the opposite of what I said in my man versus model last week. <laughs> <laughs> I said hammer that under because <laughs> yeah, there's the, no the, way. The Jags have played five games, and all five of those have gone over. That's Just awesome. Nuts. I Loaning. love the Jaguars there. I'd probably stay away from this game if, it, if yeah. you're asking me. Um, next one, New England, Carolina. Uh, you got New England favored uh, minus nine at home. Um, looks like the models are hard on the Patriots. Yep. Yeah. Almost two touchdowns. Yeah. Yep, the model killed me last week. I had New
3: England minus 14 against oh, Houston, and wow. they did not even come close to covering that. <laughs> no, but, uh, barely got over the win. Looks like we're we're going back to the well this week. Yeah. It's got another you know, strong play, Patriots. 83% chance of winning, 62% chance to cover the minus 9. I think that spread's only going up. I think they could easily be favored by 10 by the time that kicks off, so I might... I would say lock that in at nine if you feel good about it. I mean, Cam looks like just a shell of himself. So yeah. Are they – I mean, New England's defense is bad, but so Cam, New Orleans.
1: Cam couldn't put anything up against the Saints. Right. So. If you're not doing it against the Saints, I don't. I don't think it's happening. Yeah. I like this one for New England. Yeah, I would if I were. I'm not betting on Carolina
0: right now with the way that Cam's Agreed, playing. You can. So yeah. if I were to put money, it would be New England. Agreed. Uh, Dallas at or Dallas hosting the Rams. Uh, Dallas favored by six. Um, model slight, slightly with Dallas. Yeah. So
3: this one's actually a bit interesting. So this one opened up Cowboys minus eight, and it's already come down. Right. Um, and it's interesting because. You like to pay attention to when, you know, all these Vegas lines are really centric on 3 and 7 just because mm-hmm. so many NFL games get decided by that mark. So it crossed past 7, which is, you know, a move from 8 to 6 is different than a move from, you know... 5 to 4. Right, five, exactly. Yeah. So probably a decent amount of money coming in on the Rams. Model um, will go in the opposite way. It's got the Cowboys covering with, I think, the strongest probability... Uh, not third-strongest cover probability of the week, but it gives the Cowboys a 71% chance to cover.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Rams are kind of a hot pick right now because they've just they've exceeded expectations big time from the beginning of the year. But I still, I don't know, Jared Goff going to Dallas is is a tough spot. Yeah. And I, Obviously, Dallas plays better at home. They're a, they're one of those home teams where uh, you maybe give them more than the three points that Vegas usually does. Right. And uh, I, I would probably... I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I was impressed by Dallas on Monday night. eh? Yeah. To
3: to bounce back after Arizona dominating the first part of that game, that was impressive. And the Rams, I mean – yeah, they've looked good, but it's also been against Indianapolis and San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I think you got to take that with a grain of salt, at least for the time being, until they prove it against a more quality
1: opponents. Yeah. I'm staying hot on the Rams. I, <laughs> I, I'm taking this. I like I like the idea
0: of staying hot on the Rams. I think. I mean, you're getting um the points. Uh, losing the touchdowns. Short to week, tough. short week for Dallas. Yeah, right. playing on Monday night. Ah, I don't hate it. I probably would stay away from this game. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee's slight favorites at home or on the road. Uh, but it looks like the model likes um, Tennessee. Yeah, so the models again split on
3: this one. So I know this this can be a bit confusing, but the spread model and the cover probability model are generated completely separately, so right. they're not always gonna agree with each other. so this is a game where that's the case. So the spread model favors Tennessee to cover. It actually has Tennessee by 5.6 points, so a lot far away from Vegas. But then the cover probability model very slight lean to Houston, 52% chance Houston covers. Um, both of these teams kind of definitely changing from week what they've been in past years, and even week to week. Yeah, I, I don't.
0: I don't know what to think about this one. I mean, Houston struggles uh, to put up points against Cincinnati a week ago and then explodes against yeah. New England. Obviously, that New England defense is rough, but interesting. Um, I actually don't hate Houston at home here as really good underdogs. Home. And Deshaun Watson, another week where
1: he's getting himself more comfortable. Um, I kind of like Houston. Yeah, I think, I think they're better than people are giving them credit for. Um, but I think the the question here too is Wally, what do you think about Marcus Mariota? How good is Mariota? And from last week, are the Seahawks irrelevant? I mean, what's? Oh, I, I mean, we'll get dude, to a little Seattle. off topic
3: here. We'll get but. we'll get to Seattle eventually. I don't mm-hmm. know what to make of them. Yeah. I was I was very high on the Titans going into the year. They've been up and down. I mean, I would still say even as bad as Seattle looked,
0: beating them is impressive. Yeah, um, you like to see that. Um, Tennessee's I mean, still got to be the favorites out of the AFC South. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was Jacksonville. Sitting, Jacksonville, yeah. <laughs> I Jags, don't know. I the Jags. Man, that division. <laughs> um, speaking of which, you got Jacksonville traveling to New York to play the Jets. Uh, Jacksonville is a three-point favorite on the road. Um, Models favoring the Jets. The model likes the
3: Jets. Yep. Model's um, got Jacksonville by one, so that would be the Jets covering the plus three and it gives them a 55% chance to cover. So I wouldn't call that a a strong lean, Mm -hmm. but definitely in favor of the Jets if you are going to go one way versus the other. Jags coming back from London, jet lag. Yep.
2: Has
0: has Jacksonville ever been favored on the road? Uh, I don't know, but that was like last week when Cleveland was favored on the road for like the first time in eight years or something like that. So that, it has to be slightly uncharted territory for them. I would have to think so. Be favored so. going anywhere. Right. But, um, yeah, she's.
1: Uh, we got a few
3: those week. My quick check says in the last three years they have not been favored <laughs> on That's tough. So, I, yeah.
0: Man, I these games to me are just so difficult with Jacksonville and, and the Jets. Like Jets coming off a win. Jacksonville coming off blowing out the Ravens, but it was in London. Can you expect Bortles to put up four touchdowns every week? Obviously not. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, you I, love this, but not from a betting perspective. If you, for asked, sure. if you
0: asked me to pick, I'd go Jets at home with the points. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is three-point favorites, and looks like the model doesn't have a huge... Yeah, model
3: pretty much right in line with Vegas. It has Cincinnati by 3.1. actually gives Cleveland a 57% chance of covering, so... I mean, pretty much right in line with Vegas there. Mm-hmm. Win probability has uh, Cincinnati 60% chance of winning. So definitely lean towards the Bengals, and I think that makes sense. Just, I mean, Cleveland can't get it done against Indy.
0: Um, haven't really shown much this year as much as the hype there has been there. Right. Um, yeah, again, I got burned with Cleveland. I probably should have known going into that <laughs> that that would happen. Um, since he looked a little bit better in this past week, but still couldn't pull it out. Got like two zero and three teams. One of them has to win. Yep. I'd probably go Cincinnati, but that's a tough one too. I'll stay away. So I
3: think one while we're on there, that that's one that the under the mile really likes the under in that one. It only gives it a thirty four percent chance of going over. I like um, that. The total's forty one right now. Um, I was looking at this one earlier today and in the last 4 meetings between these teams the over is 0 and 4 and cleveland in home division games the over is 2 and 5 and Cincinnati home division games the last three years the over is two and ten. Wow! So wow. a lot of stuff pointing to the under there.
0: I mean yeah. that's I mean those are stats to back it up. But when you hear Cleveland Cincinnati, you also probably think not a lot of points anyway. Right? Right. Like that's and, it's like your intuition no. says. that yeah. yeah, Cincinnati edge. and Cleveland. And that's are good what you sport. like. That's what you like to see when the numbers back that yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, Stay in the AFC North. You got Baltimore hosting Pittsburgh. Uh, Pitts taking uh, three point favorites on the road. Um, looks like this is another one that the model is pretty tight on.
3: Yep. We've got Pittsburgh by four, but then, again, a lot of ones where it disagrees here, but Pittsburgh by four, but Baltimore 52% chance to cover. So, slight lean for the Ravens on that model. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this this Pittsburgh-Baltimore series, you just give it – 17-14 win for the home team every yeah. single time Right, and that's how it's going to be exactly yeah. yeah
1: what do you What do you? I mean what do you make of this division right now is Pittsburgh that good after losing to Chicago last week and I mean the Vikes is Baltimore as bad as losing 44-7 to to Jacksonville I don't know I,
3: I think Pittsburgh's still the clear favorite Yeah. they've right. always every year you know they always have their ups and downs they're not as consistent as a team like New England or Seattle has been historically so Not too worried about Pittsburgh. Ben, Antonio, and Le'Veon are healthy. Defense looks pretty solid. I think they'll be there in the end. That's more than you can say for anyone else
0: in this division. Oh, yeah, totally agree. Uh, Atlanta hosting Buffalo, Atlanta's eight-point favorites. Uh, Looks like the model is split again.
3: Yeah, so the model is back the Bills all three weeks. And I think they're, they're... well the first week the spread was really close to the end result so it depends on what line you take to grade that one but they've covered the last two weeks they won outright as three point home underdogs against denver last week mm-hmm. um so our spread model has um atlanta winning by 3.6 so way lower than the eight but the cover probability model actually has atlanta with a 55 percent chance to cover uh i don't know i think atlanta looked pretty dang good this year i'd feel scared to bet against them it's tough to learn that the hard way last yeah, week yeah it's
0: <laughs> tough to bet against atlanta at home um and yes i learned that last week in in a big way um i, I buffalo i don't know i mean they're two and one de- they've got a, like a solid defense um but you wonder how like how defense can only carry you so far when you're playing maddie ice yeah um so i i'd probably take atlanta in this one agreed. Uh Tampa Bay New York Giants. Tampa's 3 point favorites at home. Um another tight one.
3: Yeah, models leaning in the way of the Giants here. Spread model has the Giants or Tampa Bay winning by point a point and a half and uh a 49% chance of covering. So slightly into the Giants there. Pretty tight with Vegas. Um another game where I feel like two teams we still don't know what to make of. Right. Yeah. Um some injuries on the Tampa Bay side. I know they were missing a couple guys against the Vikings last week. We'll see if they play this week. Um,
0: This is one of these ones where like you're like my brain is, is using years past to, to make this decision, but you got to think the giants, like they win eventually and get back to like at least decent football at some point. Right. Versus like Tampa Bay, like if Tampa Bay goes four and 12, like, okay, the bucks are the bucks of the last like six years. Right. So that makes sense to me. So I like that's my logic for taking the Giants here. I think there's some credit to that. I think yeah, that works. You can, like where you can see the the Bucks being worse just because they've been worse. There's more than more than just numbers to this thread. Yeah, you know that's that. a good point. I know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you got the Chargers hosting the Eagles. I um, mm-hmm. likes the Chargers here. Oh God, the Chargers, man. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I can do another Chargers game. I think I want to
3: say the Chargers are zero and eight against the spread in their last eight games. No, they covered um,
0: the Monday night game. This well, world, I, I got it. I got it. Uh, I got.
3: I got it at three and a half too. I think it closed at three. Okay. So I guess that would be a push or a win depending right. on how you grade it. But yeah, they. I mean, again, yeah. another team. The model likes them every week. And well, it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like the oh man, the but Chargers. that also
3: makes intuitive sense, right? right? Because they lose all these close games. They never seem to be playing up to their expectations. so it does make sense that on paper they would be um, yeah. have more in an advantage than
0: Vegas. I've done say. it the last three weeks. Uh, the first week was like exhilarating in the good sense. Because it was like they missed a field goal, but that was good because it didn't give the chance for uh, the touchdown in overtime. And then the la- the two weeks after that have just been yeah. just brutal. I'm in the same boat. So I think we, we make the Chargers
3: prove it this week, and then they'll undoubtedly cover it. We'll, yeah, we'll miss out on it. That's a good point.
0: Um, got Arizona hosting San Francisco. Uh, Um, Cardinals are seven point favorites and the model loves them.
3: Yep, Miles got Cardinals by nine with a 65% chance to cover and a 76% chance to win. Um, I like, I kind of like this, you know, Cardinals coming off of a loss, San Francisco. Um, you know, they do have a long week playing on Thursday last week. I guess that's one thing working against them, but another team where, you know how good are they? They mm-hmm. can still be the worst team in the league, you know? and yeah, right. it wouldn't surprise anyone at the end of the year if they lose this game by twenty points. But um, could definitely make an argument for them right now. Um, you know, we'll see if Arizona Carson Palmer looked pretty dang
0: good last week after yeah. shoveling the past couple. After of weeks. looking about fifty years old, the first yeah. two weeks he he looked more like Carson Palmer in right. recent years. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one for me, just because you don't know how good slash bad either of these teams are yet um san francisco obviously in that lower half but i, I thought arizona was going to have a chance to contend for the west at the Same beginning board. of the year and then david johnson goes down and um they find themselves in a hole so hey that west is still pretty open right now, wide open mm-hmm. a lot i mean the kind of a trendy pick to think that the uh, the rams might sneak out of that yeah um afc west denver raiders uh, Denver it's a good game here. Yeah, Denver's two and a half point favorites at home and the model is split.
3: Yes. So the spread model has Denver by one um, with a sixty four percent win probability. So both of those models leaning Denver and oh sorry, I guess against the spread minus one, that would be leaning towards the Raiders and then the cover probability model gives Denver a 55% chance of covering, so slightly into Denver there. I don't know. Um, Oakland just looking like the Browns last week. Mm-hmm. Would they have 70 total yards of offense or something like that? Yeah. I think this is a, a good bounce-back spot for them. But that said, going to Denver against the right. Denver team, that also looked like the Browns last week.
0: Uh, and there could only be one Browns. Right. I, yeah. We only have room in this league for one Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Uh, I actually, yeah, I mean, it's tough to, to give like points away to Oakland. Um, it's like based off of the way they played their first two weeks, but I like Denver at home a lot. I, I agree. think that um, going to Mile High is a lot tougher than um, than other places, so I, I like Denver as um, favorites underneath that field goal. Um, so I'll take I'll take the Broncos there. And then speaking of Seattle, Ev you got Seattle and Indianapolis and the spread is at 13 and the model loves it. You know? <laughs> model predicting a blow up. Yeah. So a blow. it takes me back to
3: 2 weeks ago. I think Seattle was 10 or so point favorites at home against the 49ers. Model loved them again and they couldn't put up points to save their lives. Um, they did hold the Niners to 9 points but the I think it was 12-9 final. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, it was it was good to see them Show some signs of life on offense and put up some points last week, even if was some of it was in garbage time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you you definitely it's tough to take a team to cover 13 points when their offense
1: has been looking as bad as Seattle's has. Yes, I think I think Seattle's had slow starts in the past too. So you, I mean, keep an eye on that. But yeah, that's that's a scary one to take right there. Yeah, I don't know. Like going without seeing the the model thing, I like
0: probably would have just default maybe throwing a little bit on indie just cuz that's an enormous number to cover yeah. right um but now that I'm seeing this, my brain is thinking, well, it's probably about time that Russ and the and the Seahawks figured it out for a game yeah. and just pounded someone and yeah. who better to pound than the Colts? Right. So uh, we're
3: just throwing everything else out the window. You got Jacoby Brissett and probably a bottom two roster in the NFL going to Seattle to for play Russell Sunday Ruff. Night Football <laughs> to play one of the best defenses we've you know. So
0: hoped. this Sunday Night Football matchup had to be just assuming that um, oh yeah that Luck's was like Luck Wilson again, right? So, yeah, I, that's a funny one now. Like, without him playing, yeah. Uh, and then Monday night game, you got this is a good one. I like this game actually. Yeah. I, I have oh, I hate the model on this one Kansas City, <laughs> Washington. Uh, Kansas City is a seven point favorites. Model loves them. Yep, Model's got Kansas City minus 13 with a
3: 75% chance to cover wow. and a 79% chance to win. Um, yeah, loves the Chiefs here. I am. I'm done betting against the Chiefs. <laughs> That's a good point
0: too. I've been
1: betting against the yeah. Chiefs. And it's
0: just been killing me. um Yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs have probably been like the most impressive team this year. Like, I don't. I still don't think they're the best team in the league, but they've been the most impressive through three. And uh, so I can see where this comes from. I. I don't know. I feel like Washington's one of those teams that just always is going to keep it. Like Kirk's always going to have a chance at the end of the game. Whether he gets gets it done or not is is usually a not, but seems always have a chance. So I'll take Washington and the points in this one. Yeah, if you just to tie into, we've got our
3: our win totals and Elo ratings out on the site. Um, which are updated every week to kind of say, you know, okay, the Chiefs are 3-0. and Here's who they play moving forward. Let's simulate out the rest of the season using our models and look at what everyone – look at what the standings would look like at the end. Mm-hmm. And under that methodology, it does have the Chiefs with 12 wins, which is tops tops in the in the league right now. So I think, you know, on paper
0: and using all the models, there's definitely a lot of love for the Chiefs out there. I like that. All right, so that takes us through the spreads. Now let's just do a quick, we might as well just do an over the week, all three of us pick one, and then we'll take the model. I'll just read off the models one right now. The models over the week is Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So that's got the which problem there. Awesome. I hate that so much. <laughs> um, so that's off the table, but um, other than that, um, boy... Oh shoot! I haven't looked at this enough. So a couple, a couple
3: that the model likes in addition to that, because I think that one, that one, if you do bet it, that's one that you just gotta kind of hold your breath and just trust. And that's it. a trust the model situation, yeah, right there for, for sure. sure. Kind of like that, that Baltimore, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville last week. You know, mm-hmm. you don't feel good betting that, but somehow Jacksonville puts up 44 points. Um, anyways, this week some some bets that likes um, it's got so the couple games we just talked about denver versus oakland total right now is 46 and a half interesting the model has 48.3 with a 62 percent chance of going over and then the seattle indy is 41 and a half model has 44 with a 65 percent chance of going over so likes those two overs um a couple unders that it likes uh, Arizona against San Francisco. You know, this one is split, but the over probability is only 40%, so it's a pretty pretty heavy lean to the under there. And then also,
0: I already mentioned this one, but Cincinnati-Cleveland. Right, which makes sense. Right. That one just feels right. I love when that happens with the model and you're like, yep, that's, yes. that's right. I, I've got my over the week. I'll start us off. Uh, this one, the model is pretty well split down. I'm going um, Chargers-Philly. This is what I'm going to do with the Chargers, is I'm not going to bet them to cover, but I'll bet them on an over, so that way, like, if they play really well, at least I I get their points. I like it. So we got Chargers, Philadelphia, over 47 and a half. Um, That's the only reason behind it, is I want to hedge my bets with the Chargers. Yeah, this one's actually come up a bit. opened at 46 and a half. It's already
3: at 47 and 47 and a half. Both models slightly lean to the over, so I think I think you might be onto something there. Like it, have you got one?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm heading out to Wembley. This one's going against the model. Oh, event. I love it. Um, I'm taking Miami, New Orleans in London. Uh, Vegas has them at 49 and a half. Model 284 has got them at 49.7. So pretty close on that, but only a 39 percent chance of going over. So. They're going a little Fred West man versus model this week. I like that uh, a lot. Yeah. I think we see the Jay Cutler we saw in week two. Two just uh, awful defenses. Yeah, bad yeah. defenses. You know New Orleans is gonna score, so I like that. And you see Jacksonville put up forty four points last week. There's there's something in the water over there. Something going on over across the pond, as they
3: say. Yeah, across the pond. So Yeah, one last over to keep an eye on. The the Rams Cowboys opened at forty six and a half. It's already forty eight so money coming in on the over there model actually slightly into the over there as well model's got 50 with a 54% chance of going over yeah.
0: all right well there you have it there we have it there we awesome. have it that's all that uh, i think that anyone needs to make just probably millions millions of yeah well don't put money you don't have yeah send in, but well, send us the money you want. but send the yeah we should actually probably get a percentage of that so yeah we should probably get god let's just send it on over yeah all right, well, that's the show for us. Uh, thanks to Wally for coming on and explaining some of this to us so we, uh, we understand um, what exactly is happening, what exactly we're blindly hating. <laughs> um, but yeah, any closing
1: thoughts? That's all we got this week, guys. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, see you next week.